It's another Thai Gap Thursday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Thai Gap Podcast. My name is Bogus Noog, and Brute was not able to join us today. And, you know, as his partner, I just like to say, wherever he is, I hope he is suffering. That very thought helps me sleep at night with a smile on my face. But this week, we are doing why we say it's not easy. You know, we've made about 27 episodes in the It's Not Easy series so far. And all of them have been well received. We've had more listeners tuning in by our standards, I mean, of course. And, you know, I want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening to the podcast. We, of course, would love to hear back from you about, you know, your first and last name, your mother's maiden name, etc. But also, where do you listen to the podcast? When do you listen to it? And have you done your due diligence of sharing it with a friend? You know, stuff like that. But let me give you a very quick overview of what we're going to go through in this episode. So firstly, why are we making these It's Not Easy episodes in the first place? What is the brown pill? What are the three aspects of ancient Indian thought? David Lynch, ayahuasca, psilocybin mushrooms, 48 Laws of Power, and so much more. Just hit that follow button so you can come back to this later if, you know, you're busy right now. All right, so let's get into it. Why do we make these It's Not Easy episodes in the first place? Like I said, we've made 27 of them so far, and you better believe there's quite a lot more in the pipeline. But when you look at all of those topics, you know, where we keep hammering on, it's not easy, it's not easy. I was kind of thinking that, We've done 27 of them, but I don't remember setting up a proper context as to why we were doing that in the first place or what, as a listener, you know, what you would have to make of it all. And so I thought 27 down the road, probably this is a good time to just take a small break and revisit that context or revisit that overarching reason. You know, because I can sort of see how if someone keeps hammering on oh, this thing is not easy, that important thing is not easy, that other thing that you were thinking was important, that's not easy as well. You know, it stands to reason why to some folks it might come off as a black pill, but but it's not, you know, it's not at all that. So let me define these pills in the first place, just in case for the uninitiated. There's all different kinds of pills, you know, in the internet lingo. There's a black pill, there's a white pill, there's a blue pill, and there's a red pill. Of course, if you've watched The Matrix, you're pretty familiar with what the red and blue pills signify. This is the choice that Morpheus gives Neo. You know, you take the blue pill and you go back, wake up in your bed, live your life just as blindly but comfortably as you were doing, paying no attention to what the reality is. Or you take the red pill and then I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So in a sense, the significance was the blue pill was the easy way out. And the red pill was the opposite. So the red pill is kind of like a disillusionment. You know, you thought things were a certain way, but in reality, they end up being something else altogether. So it causes you to stumble. It causes you some discomfort. But one aspect of the red pill that goes unmentioned, sort of, is there is sort of a duality going on in the red pill as well, which is you thought it was X but it's actually why. So there is sort of a conclusive nature to the red pill. You know, when they say you thought it was X, but it's actually Y, it's like substituting Y substitutes X now. 
and you just have to come to terms with why and the implication is that your job's done a black pill of course is something completely hopeless you know bleak and a white pill is the opposite of that you know it's actually full of hope um if you were a deeply cynical sort of person and if you ran into some sort of trouble and you come across a good samaritan you know who unbeknownst to you you complete strangers but you're taken aback by how much that person goes out of their way to help you out and that sort of is like a like an example for a white pill where you feel like some faith in humanity you know has been restored there which you never had So what I'm proposing here is that while it's not easy can come off as a black pill it's definitely not that it's definitely not a white pill either because it's in the meaning of the term itself it's not easy you know so that means there is discomfort involved there is going to be some effort involved so it's not really a white pill it's not all sunshine and butterflies it's obviously not a blue pill because you're not choosing to go back to sleep metaphorically speaking and it's not a red pill either because like i said the red pill tends to have a conclusive um nature to it there's an implication of a solution being offered even though the journey to that solution itself is not a comfortable or a convenient one for you so i like to think of it's not easy as more of a brown pill it's a brand new color but it matches hey now let me explain why and what i mean by that we need to consider ancient indian thought as an example why because the nature of that thought process is very close to what i mean by a brown pill which is there's no easy solutions you know you just get a direction and a shovel to wade through the shit by yourself that's about it If you look at ancient Indian thought and how it operates for ease of understanding we can say there are three aspects to it one there's a high barrier of entry two it is largely inconclusive and three it is highly interconnected i'm talking about the nature of it from a high level overview so let's look at these three aspects a little closely all right so the first thing is a high barrier of entry What do I mean by that? I mean not a lot of people take to it so easily. And the reasons for that is well one of the reasons is it is highly scientific in its approach. And let's not confuse science with scientific. By a scientific approach or a scientific method, I mean that involves a process of basically cutting down all sorts of bullshit, superfluous bullshit to get as close to the truth as possible. and for the sake of this episode you know let's consider that a very highly simplified sort of um definition but hey if you want to go deeper than that then you can of course look it up online the scientific method and you can see the whole process what that involves but basically at the end of the day it takes effort it's also highly nuanced I mean I'm coming back to the ancient Indian thought here apart from being highly scientific in its approach it is also highly nuanced it forces you to kind of confront you know a lot of gray areas which frankly not only takes effort but it's also quite uncomfortable and these days you can find many people you know willing to sit through a pink floyd song for example which is about 6 and 1/2 minutes long and there's barely any lyrics 
So you can see in terms of focus and effort or concentration required, this is, you know, a higher barrier of entry than most people are used to. The second point that I mentioned was it's largely inconclusive, the nature of ancient Indian thought. Now, any self-help book that you take off the shelf, you know, the Western style of self-help books, obviously you may have noticed it follows certain marketing tactics like seven habits of highly effective people, four P's of success, 48 laws of power, 35 ways to get rid of your wife, so on and so forth, you know, and it's no secret that those kind of marketing tactics are also included in this podcast. But that's largely a left brain way of thinking, you know, which favors purely reason and logic, you know, and that sort of a thought process can only breathe easy when you reach solutions or conclusions. You know, there's value in that. But things like ambiguity and inconclusivity, if that's a word, those things are rejected and, you know, even feared deep down. But this kind of, you know, prioritization of pure reason and logic over and above everything else, it doesn't really work for all kinds of problems. Jiddu Krishnamurthy has a quote, uh, it's one of my favorites, and I'm going to paraphrase that. He basically said, the highest form of intelligence is to observe without evaluating. And how I interpret that is, first of all, when he says the highest form of intelligence, I interpret that to mean wisdom. And to observe without evaluating, I interpret that to mean without jumping to a conclusion right away, without deciding right away, and just leaving it hanging there, you know, without concluding whether you think of it one way or the other, whether you like it or not, whether you favor it or not, just leave it inconclusive, let it hang in limbo. Now that's something that's easy to say than it is to actually do. Because like I said, the left brain way of thinking is not going to be very comfortable with that notion. Now the ancient Indian thought again, it puts a lot of emphasis over humility and wisdom. And those traits are actually extremely important to realize that in the end, we really know nothing. We'll probably never have all the answers and we probably were never meant to have all the answers. But we do have the freedom to entertain our own theories and pursue that direction to either verify or validate those theories, you know, the scientific approach. In many of my travels in India, you know, um, especially in the mountains, this has happened multiple times uh, with me. I'm not sure if you have come across this as well. You generally ask for directions and the local guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just over there. You know, just keep following this road. Just go that way. And then you ask, okay, but, you know, is it near or is it far? Like, how close am I? And it says, yeah, yeah, you're pretty near. Yeah, you just keep following this road and you'll get there. And initially, I always took that at face value because, you know, you can't jump to conclusion if it happens only once to you because every other time you're encountering different people. But it took me a while to understand that when they say near, when they say it's real, it's nearby, it's near for him. Near for me is from the hall to the kitchen. So obviously, in the end, this always became like a trick, you know, to get to where actually I was trying to get to. And so in that, in a similar sense, we're kind of given a direction. And that's about it. It's almost as if, you know, they're saying, keep going that way and see where it takes you, you know, no spoilers. And movie buffs, you know, are all too familiar with the joy and frustration of watching David Lynch films. 
he never explains but it takes you to feelings and sensations that sometimes they are vaguely familiar but most of the time they're just not easy and i highly recommend all seasons of twin peaks a tv show definitely check it out the third aspect i mentioned about the nature of ancient indian thought is that it's highly interconnected and these connections are actually far more denser than uh, we can easily understand or appreciate you know we'll come across many topics or subjects just like the it's not easy topics that you find of this podcast but it takes a while to understand that in the end all these dots are actually connected and not only that we don't even get easy instructions on how to connect them everything in this universe is interconnected and nothing exists in isolation but that is just a sentence but it's also a truth buried so deep that just saying it and memorizing it you know it does nothing it actually takes time to sink to the bone and when that happens what that really looks like is you might find you know things like problem solving in day to day life that becomes easier creative blocks that you have you know they tend to get cleared up quickly making plans and strategies that becomes easier and not only that but your plans and strategies actually end up you know working great for you they actually end up being on point but like i said it's an open secret this interconnectedness but the thing about open secrets is the reason why there's no problem about it being open is because no one would easily understand what it means you know so it's not really easy like i said it's just a sentence but it takes time and it takes some effort to actually let that sink to your bone to actually get what it means to use it into application and so i want to just suggest a few starting points that maybe you know maybe help if someone is so inclined you know and these are not boring you know actually pretty fascinating the first thing is there's a microbiologist called Paul Stamets and he's one of the more famous guys that specializes in the study of mushrooms and fungi and he's appeared on the Jorogan podcast multiple times and I'd recommend maybe the first appearance because obviously he's going to start from scratch there and it's going to fill in a lot of context the way he talks about fungi mushrooms and the way he explains the fungal network the keyword being network connections that would be a great starter episode He also has some really crazy stories about how you know his life changed and the main turning point in his life from where he actually went deep into studying fungi was actually him back in college being stoned on mushrooms up on a tree and that tree gets hit by lightning you know so it's a it's a must watch episode according to me and there's fascinating stuff about mushrooms and fungi itself but then the network the fungi network is what clues you in into that interconnected nature of things so that's one the second possible source to pursue or to research on is you know i came across several encounters of people on either ayahuasca or even psilocybin mushrooms and when they recount their experiences right it's one of the things that is common or many of them mention is that they experience being absolutely one with their surroundings What I mean by that is they experience being one and the same as the trees around them as the people around them and the animals around them that sense of you know separation between their bodies and other bodies flora or fauna that simply got dissolved and they truly felt it that kind of you know oneness so that also clues us in into that interconnectedness 
Nikola Tesla also referred to it, but in a different way. So, you know, there's a connection between all the topics that we are touching upon in the It's Not Easy series. And even, you know, right from the beginning, the kind of topics that we started covering. So you'll, you'll just have to stick around. And it doesn't work, you know, if you start talking about the connections right off the bat, because you can't play a game of connect the dots without the dots being present in the first place, right? So in summation, or to summarize, It's Not Easy is actually not meant to be a downer. It's more meant to be a call of action. That's how we see it. You know, it's meant to be more of a reminder for all of us. And the reminder is that nothing worthwhile in life, nothing of true value, you know, ever comes easy. Nothing that we really, really want and also really, really need deep down is ever going to come easy. And then ultimately, you know, we're also going to have fun and most importantly, fulfillment in actually pursuing them, despite the fact that it's not easy. And it's a call to action and it's a reminder to a point where instead of it's not easy sounding like a downer or sounding intimidating, you know, it actually starts to attract our attention like a magnet. What do you guys think? You know, do you have any topics or traits that you think are not easy? Let us know because we'd love to hear from you. You know, on Twitter, we are at ThighGap. On Instagram, we are at underscore ThighGap. And our email is mindthighgap at gmail.com. So we'd like you to stick around and learn along with us because we are learning as well as to how all these dots connect. And ultimately, when you take a step back, you know what that map really looks like. And it's not going to be easy. Thigh gap. Subscribe and share.